Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. This is episode five of the JCN Sports Podcast with your host, Jacob Nace. Hello, everybody. I hope we're doing great today on this Wednesday, October 25th, year of our Lord. And today, I want to talk about a very stellar weekend we are about to have in college football with many upsets, or we're not going to have many. Um, we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about the prior week in college football, but I first want to begin by apologizing for the lack of content. I have not got to do many podcasts episodes this, this month because of school and everything like that work, just trying to just being busy. And I apologize for that, but I'm going to try to get my best to get weekly podcast episodes out for those who tune in and listen. Um, but first, I want to talk about the games that were played last week was LSU, Ole Miss, Oregon, UCLA, Clemson and Syracuse, Texas versus Oklahoma State, Penn State, Minnesota, which in fact was the whiteout game, the greatest environment, in my opinion, in college football, and many will agree with me on that, TCU, Kansas State, and lastly, a game not many of you thought even occurred was BYU and Liberty. Um, I'm going to get to that, though, towards the end. But uh, we had a many we had many great college football games last weekend. Absolutely stellar games. Um, but let's open up, of course, with the biggest game in my opinion of the week. It was LSU and Ole Miss. Um, LSU won this game forty five to twenty. Jaden Daniels, who many of you may not know, was a transfer from Arizona State when that program started to go down with Gus Edwards. Um, but LSU got the job done. Uh, this is the biggest win for Brian Kelly, who was a former head coach for, for a long time at Notre Dame. Went into SEC country. They thought he was going to have a year or two maybe to develop as a head coach, get this program turned around since it was in 2019 when it won the national title with Joe Burrow and many great offensive players. Um, but Ole Miss, they looked exposed in this one. They Jackson Dart did not play his best game. Jaden Daniels played arguably the best quarterback performance of the week. He, I think he had the second best, of course, Bo Nix, in my opinion, who had the best weekend in college football, but I'll get to that game in a couple minutes. Um, LSU dominated this game. They dominated this game all around. The rushing was perfect. But the thing that really stood out to me while watching this game was who was going to win in the trenches? Who was going to have the better defensive line play? Who was going to have the better offensive line play? And if you can control both of those, you can win this game, any game easily. LSU controlled both. Ole Miss couldn't find a way to get some answers going, and LSU found a way to pour it on and find a way to upset former unbeaten Ole Miss Rebels. Um, 45-20, to 20, as I mentioned before. There was a storming of the field. Um, I believe LSU had to pay $100,000 or maybe even more of that for the fine. But a huge win for Brian Kelly, huge win for Jaden Daniels. Um, it's good to see LSU is uh, back to being dominant force um, especially this year in the SEC. Um, next game I want to talk about is Clemson and Syracuse. Uh, a lot of people are saying that going in this game, Clemson was going to take care of business. Syracuse, don't get me wrong, is a great football team. But the one thing they lack is they lack depth. They lack depth going into this game. They had one of the most penalized teams in the entire nation. I think they were actually number one or maybe number two. Definitely in the top five somewhere towards the upper end, but... Uh, this game was close, uh, 27-21. Um, this game should have been, I think, Clemson should have won this game more, but also Syracuse, you could say, should have won this game comfortably. Um, Clemson's offense in the first half was atrocious. They pulled uh, DJ Uglingale, and they brought in the freshman uh, five-star quarterback, uh, Cade Klubernick. Um, 
Cade had a very good success in high school, uh, of course, playing for a team in Texas. Um, but he went in, did a great job. He led his team down for a touchdown drive, went for the two-point conversion, had an amazing play with that. Um, Syracuse, they just they struggled. They struggled in this game really bad. Um, they just couldn't, um, excuse me, in the second half. Defensive, they were perfect. Then the injuries started to come up, and then they started to lose some depth, and it was, depth, excuse me, and it was much more noticeable in the second half because Clemson dominated second half, but Syracuse dominated the first half, kind of like a story um, that has already happened in Death Valley before with Syracuse when they had a chance to pull the upset when Trevor Lawrence was a freshman there. I believe that was 2018 maybe. Now, I'm not entirely sure in the year, but um, Syracuse, they should have won this game in – but Clemson, great win for them. Great team, a win, excuse me, against another unbeaten team at that time, Syracuse. Syracuse has Notre Dame coming in this week. That's a very, very big game. Um, not many people are talking about, but uh, I will get into that game here in a couple minutes. Um, another game that really surprised me was Iowa and Ohio State. Um, the first half of this game was very one, very, I think Iowa had control in the first half, honestly. Iowa's offense is still the worst offense I have ever seen in my entire life, whether that be of old film, new film. It is just atrocious. I've never seen an like an I think if the offensive line play was terrible, I think the quarterback play is probably the worst in the entire country. The running game is bad, the throwing game, everything is just atrocious on Iowa's offense. Defensive though, amazing. Um they held Ohio State in the first half to just I believe 14 po- or Seven, maybe 10 points on the offensive total side. I think it was 19 uh, 10 going into halftime. Um, I believe Iowa's only touchdown was a defensive touchdown and then a field goal. But um, yeah, Iowa's got to figure out something on that offensive side. Ohio State won this game comfortably in towards the end, though, 54 to 10. But this game uh, in the first half, I, Ohio State struggled. And this week, they got to go to the straight out at Penn State. Uh, I'm going to get in that game, though, here in a couple minutes. Oregon UCLA UCLA was unbeaten after beating Utah the other week um, at home and that was a big win for them UCLA had that momentum of Chip Kelly and Denardi Robinson I believe the quarterback for uh, UCLA and Bo Nix um, and Oregon they look like a whole new team whole new team since week one when they got humiliated and the doors knocked off against Georgia um, Oregon looks legit um, I think they are the only team as of right now that can still challenge USC in the Pac-12 even though we've already seen USC lose a game against uh, Utah. But um, Oregon, they are a very, very good football team. They, like Their defense is sound. Um, their offense is even better sound. Um, I'm excited to see how this Pac-12 championship game is going to play out, whether who the two teams are. My prediction is going to be USC and Oregon. But um, kind of curious how those two uh, teams will end up in the Pac-12 championship. But who knows? Anything can change for the Pac-12 championship from here on out. Texas going to Oklahoma State. Um, this is the first game, I think, in my entire life where I've seen a team that was lower ranked, or excuse me, higher ranked. I think Texas was 20. Oklahoma State was like 7 maybe. Um, and Texas was favored. Uh, Quinn Ewers, of course, has been playing stellar ever since the Red River rivalry, uh, but he struggled in this one. He really did struggle. He did not have his best performance. Oklahoma State found a ways to mix up their defensive schemes. Um, Oklahoma State did very good at capitalizing on turnovers. Um, Oklahoma State won this game on a light, late touchdown, and then the defense held. Um, Oklahoma State won this game 41-34. to I only caught the end of this game, did not watch the full game, but looking at the stats, um, Oklahoma State uh, won this game when Texas should have had the opportunity to win this game towards the end, but uh, Quinn Ewers in this Texas offense couldn't find a way to penetrate the Oklahoma State defense. Um, 
Penn State, Minnesota, and the whiteout. Um, greatest phenomenon you could ever witness in person. I was at the Penn State whiteout game last year when they played Auburn. Um, but Penn State, they look good. They look very good. The def- the rush defense looked totally different than when they played Michigan. Um, and Penn State got humiliated in that game. Penn State won this game 45-17. There's still questions in the air about Sean Clifford. Um, he started out very bad, but then he started to play very good. I think Penn State, if they want a chance to beat Ohio State um, this week coming up, they got to do a lot of things different. A lot of things different. Um, one of those things, of course, being... Uh, getting the pass game going. Penn State passed a lot in this game. They got the tight ends more involved. Um, they got the run game a little bit more involved towards the end, but the run game in the beginning was struggling for Penn State still. The offensive line is still in question. There's a lot of people that are still going to probably be out for the Penn State-Ohio State game. One of those offensive line players being Landon Tangwell, who was one of the star recruits Penn State got in a couple cycles ago in the recruiting class. He's questionable. Chop Robinson's another player that's on the defensive side that is arguably their best defensive end. He's questionable for that game. Um, but Minnesota, Mohamed Ibrahim still got over 100 yards, and I believe he broke the college football record, I think, for the most uh, consistent 100-yard uh, rushing games in a row. Um, but Minnesota, they had, of course, um, their star quarterback out uh, for this game, so they had to bring in their backup. Who doesn't have any experience or may have a very little bit of experience, but Penn State, great win for them. Way to get the pass game involved. Mitchell Tinsley and Parker Washington, two names to keep an eye out for next week when they play Ohio State. Um, South Carolina, Texas A&M. This was a very uh, big game for South Carolina because they have never in the history of their football program have beaten Texas A&M. Um, there was a lot of scandals also coming out with Texas A&M. They have, like, I believe, benched or removed five players from their uh, football program, all those being fr- uh, freshmen, as I said before. Um, five stars, highly recruited freshmen, uh, many of those being, uh, I think Denver Harris was one of them. Uh, f- but I believe it was because they were uh, smoking weed <laughs> in the locker rooms uh, before the game, which is a uh, stupid decision, let alone a I don't get why you would do that right before a game. But uh, South Carolina, great win for them. I'm a huge Shane Beamer fan. I think Shane Beamer is a great coach. He's a very uh, players coach. And this is a huge win for them. A huge win. Texas A&M may have been at that time uh, 3-3, but they were still a dominant, very good football team. South Carolina found a way to just start out with that momentum. They returned the kickoff, and they really just didn't stop from there. South Carolina kept putting their foot on the pedal and found a way to continue to a 30-24 to finish. Um, and then another game I want to talk about um, is BYU-Liberty. Um, this game uh, props out to my buddy Isaiah, who is a uh, student there at Liberty. This is a big win, uh, let alone BYU at that time was 4-3. and three. Um, Now they are 4-4. Four and four. Liberty humiliated them. Liberty is a 7-1 and one football team. Not many people know who they are, and they're going to probably be ranked here very soon. That is a dominant win over a BYU team that beat Baylor at home. They've had many dominant wins. Many people thought BYU in the preseason were going to run the table. Um, but, of course, that has not played out how it wanted to. But another thing you got to keep an eye out for Liberty is not uh, – I don't think it's – oh, no, excuse me. It is not this week, but the next week. They have a bye this weekend. Then they got to play at Arkansas. That is a game I would keep my eye on. That game is going to be very, very crucial, I think, for both teams here. Uh, Liberty, of course, this is a huge bye week for them. They have a week to prepare, get healthy and everything. Then they got to go 
to Arkansas. Arkansas is a 4-3 and three team. They've struggled as of late, lost to AM, but they are a good team. Arkansas is still a fire team with a great head coaching, great coaching all around. K.J. Jefferson is a name that is going to probably be in the play on, on Sundays. He's going to be playing on Sundays, but um, a lot to look forward to in that game. A lot to look forward to in that game. Uh, I know it's two weeks away. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's a game if you're a betting man. I'd I'd pick Liberty to cover that game. But let's get into games we have this week. Thursday night, Utah going to Washington State. Washington State is a team that has flown under the radar. Of course, have one of the I think the one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12, and uh, from. One of the FCS schools he transferred in this year. I couldn't tell you his last name. I think it starts with a W, but he is a very good dual-threat quarterback. Reminds me a lot of Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Same kind of play style, same kind of movements and everything like that. That is a game I would keep an eye on for an upset. Ohio State, Penn State. I'm just going to get this game out of the way. I am going to give a prediction for this game. Um, Ohio State struggled the past couple weeks. The teams they have played have not been very good. Ohio State's had a lot of home games. Uh, we've seen C.J. Stroud stru- struggle this year on um, teams that they've played that have decent decent defenses, uh, one of those being Michigan State. Stroud threw a pick six, a bad one at that. Um, Penn State, They don't get me wrong, they don't have an elite pass defense, but they have a very good pass defense. Jair Brown, one of the best safeties, I think, in the Big Ten, let alone the country. Um, of course, Joey Porter Jr., in my opinion, the best corner in college football, is going to be a day one draft pick. Ohio State, of course, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There was questions in the Iowa game if he was truly healthy. He still played a little bit, but you could tell that nagging injury was still bothering him, and he came out a bunch. Penn State, they got to get this passing game involved, but they cannot rely on Sean Clifford. They got to win. At the, if they can get the offensive line going, I think Penn State's got a decent, if not very good shot of beating Ohio State. Every single time Ohio State has played Penn State, this game has been very close ever since 2016 when Penn State beat them. It has been a 10-score. Ohio State wins by 10. It's always home or away. Penn State's always playing Ohio State tough. This is going to be the first time, though, and since 2018, believe it or not, Ohio State is going to play at Penn State, which is I'm betting my – I bet my savings on that. Penn State's going to have that place sold out. Um, it's going to be the stripe out if I'm correct on that, but Ohio State, this is going to be their toughest test yet. And it's going to be a big one at that. This is a noon kickoff game. Uh, Sean Clifford, he's got a. F- if he goes down, um, I think Penn State doesn't stand a chance. I don't think Alaire is going to be experienced enough to go against this Ohio State defense in case he goes in. But um, Ohio State, I think if you want to, if Ohio State is going to win this game, they got to score early. Penn State, they can't mess around either. They got to score quick. They got to score quick and fast um, because Ohio State, they just like Michigan, they take a little bit to get. Their momentum going, and then they slam the doors in. Penn State's got to withstand that, and then they got to find a ways to score and capitalize on opportunities. Every single opportunity you get, you got to try to capitalize on it if they want a chance to win this game. My prediction is Ohio State's going to win this game 42 to Penn State 30. Uh, Notre Dame at Syracuse. This game here is going to be a very good game. Uh, Syracuse, I don't think they have beat Notre Dame in a very, very long time. This is going to be a big win if they can find a way to get it. I think Syracuse does get it. I think they bounce back from the loss against Clemson. I think they're going to get their injuries like fixed and everything like that. I think they're going to get players back. Notre Dame, this is this is also a big opportunity. they got to show that this coach for Notre Dame, is he's legit. Um, he was the defensive coordinator last year. He's stepping up. Played Ohio State tough in the beginning of the year, but this is big. Can he find a way 
to beat Syracuse. Syracuse, same way. Can they find a way to beat the famous, one of the most famous teams in college football, Notre Dame? So much history behind between these two teams. I got Syracuse winning this game by three. Um, another game I want to talk about is Cincinnati at UCF. A lot of people were thinking this was going to be a game day's destination for uh, college game day. Um, Cincinnati, 6-1. and one. They're still having a amazing year. A lot of people they thought they weren't going to be great since last year. They were in the playoffs. They had one of the most stellar teams you could imagine. Um, they found a way last year to win it out. Of course, they were a very veteran, super senior type of team. Cincinnati, of course, has a lot of young players this year, some seniors. Uh, it's mainly a lower class, like freshman and sophomore type team. They got to go to UCF, face Gus Melzahn in this great uh, UCF offense. Um, I think UCF is going to find a way, though, to beat Cincinnati in a conference play and get a huge win in Orlando. Oklahoma State going to Kansas State. This could have big implications on the Big 12, Big 12 title game. Um, Oklahoma State... They got to start out quick. They got to start out scoring quick. Um, I think Spencer Sanders is a very good quarterback, very cocky quarterback, though, at that, but he still backs it up with his playing style and playing ability. Kansas State, they got to get uh, Taylor Martinez involved early. I think whoever can score the most points in this one, I don't think defense is going to matter in this game because uh, both of these teams don't really have a decent defense. But um, this is going to be a very good game, a very good game to watch, and I'm kind of curious to see how this game is going to play out. I'm not going to give a prediction for this because I honestly don't know, but um, my side would be favoring towards Oklahoma State in this one on the road. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State has had one of the most disappointing seasons they've had in a long time. Um, Michigan, of course, being undefeated this season. Michigan State, 3-4. Um, and four. Michigan, 7-0. and um, this is a big this is a big game. Um, we've seen upsets happen between these two before where Michigan's a much better team. Uh, last year, uh, Michigan State found a way to beat Michigan. I think that's not going to happen this year. I think Michigan's going to lay the doors out on Michigan State. I got Michigan to win this game by 20 points. I think this is going to be a big game for them. I think Michigan State's going to hold till halftime, then Michigan's going to pour it out in the second half. Uh, but those are some big games this week that I wanted to talk about. There's not many... More big games this week. Um, Oregon at Cal could be a big game, um, but I'm not expecting too much. TCU at West Virginia. I am going to talk about this game, actually. Uh, TCU, of course, is a team that has surprised us all. Um, they've, they're still undefeated, and they legitimately have a shot at making the college football playoffs if they win out. I think they have to win out every game to, to make it in the playoffs. I don't think a one-loss TCU is going to get in. But they got to go to West Virginia. West Virginia has not had a very good team uh, season this year. They've got upset by many teams. Um, they should have beat Pitt. They should have beat Kansas. Couldn't find a way to win either of those games. Um, but West Virginia, a lot of people are telling me they are the most overrated team in the Big 12, let alone the college football. I think West Virginia is still a very good team. I think they probably have the best defense, in my opinion, in the Big 12. Uh, whether or not that's going to show up on Saturday, that's a question for them. Um, TCU's offense, it has been clicking. They don't, the thing about TCU though, I've noticed is watching film and stuff. They don't even look like a big 12 team. They look much more like an SEC team. They got such big guys all around offensive line, defensive line. They're ferocious. I think TCU's athleticism and size is going to find a way to get this game and get a win on the road. I got TCU winning this game by 10. Um, 
We got another game that I think could be a surprise. Wouldn't be surprised if it's an upset. It's Virginia Tech going to NC State. NC State has struggled all year, um, but they've had rough stretches um, against Clemson, um, against another team that I forget off the top of my head. But Virginia Tech's got to find a way. I think um, Brent Pry, who's the former defensive coordinator at Penn State, this is his first year as a head coach, and he's 2-5. and five. One of those losses being on the road to Old Dominion. You can't keep letting that happen. Um, Virginia Tech has not been a decent team in a very long time since Michael Vick comes to mind. Um, but I think Virginia Tech's they got a chance in this one. I don't think NC State's going to be prepared. It's a Thursday night game. Um, NC State has struggled the past couple weeks ever since Clemson, finding a way to just get wins. I think Virginia Tech might have a chance in this upset, but I'm still going to bet my life and my savings on NC State to win this game. And with that being said... Uh, I thank everybody here for joining in for this podcast. I want you guys all to have a blessed rest of your day and take care.